Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Engineering Influence Podcast. My name is Diana Alexander, and I am the Director of Private Market Resources with ACEC National here in Washington, D.C. And today, I am coming to share with you a preview of the latest private industry brief that we are releasing in the next day or two, depending on when you're watching, on the commercial and residential real estate markets, two of my most favorite markets, to be honest. And so I'm going to just quickly outline the scope of the brief, give you a preview of about three of the five trends, take a quick look at a business development insight, and then share a little bit more about what's coming next and how you can contact us to learn more. So just briefly, the market scope that we look at and dive into when we talk about commercial and residential real estate are vertical markets in nature that encompass office, industrial, retail, multifamily residential, single uh, family uh, residential, as well as hospitality and healthcare. So we look at all of those markets and see what's trending and what might be the hottest to look at now. So our first trend is showing that housing surge that we've experienced is now slowing to lows of 2008, which is scary because we know and we remember what happened in 2008. Uh, Redfin actually recently reported that home sales in the U.S. are on pace for the fewest homes sold since 08. And NAHB also reported that housing starts fell to its lowest since May of 2020. We also look to our ACEC Research Institute for data, and their latest report predicts even further weakness in the housing market. Now, this is mostly home improvements and single-family housing, whereas multifamily we know has experienced extreme growth, high rental prices. That market is doing just fine and has really helped to sustain. Now, now we know what's not doing so well. So what is going to do better? So the hot centers for development prospects going forward include data centers, fulfillment centers, workforce housing, life sciences, and single-family rentals. But what's not doing so well is regional malls, which we've kind of known about for a while, power centers, central city offices, outlet centers, and suburban office. So then we pivot to look at our second trend, which is the office sector, which everyone is talking about. And what the data uh, shows is that office vacancy rates in Q2 of 2023 were 16.4%, which is actually a 30 basis points higher than the quarter before. And it's also higher than the peak of the financial crisis in 2010. So again, we're seeing housing of 2008, office um, leasing 2010. Not a very good comparison, a period to look at here. So the commercial and residential real estate market is expected to experience declines as long as we are in this economic downturn and one is forecasted. Um, this is a lot due to rising interest rates, and this is calling, causing smaller banks to actually offload office debt, and that accounts for 1.5% of the total U.S. banking system uh, assets. And we're also looking at the banks to experience $60 billion in losses during this downturn, and $26 billion of that is expected to come from the office sector alone. Now, there are certain parts of the office market that are performing better than others. The Class A asset class is outperforming by a mile. These are the office uh, asset classes that have um, high-end finishes, they're near transit-oriented uh, development, and the reason this is doing so well is because companies are calling 
their employer their employees back to work. So in order to get them there, they have to entice them with these high-end class A rate um, office buildings. So that means the class B and the class C aren't doing so well. Uh, so if you want me back at work, it's got to be a nice place and I got to be able to get there easy. So the third trend that I'll tell you about is non-residential sectors are expected to carry the market. So think about data centers, warehouses. And, you know, manufacturing has experienced this huge boom, and we've all been wondering when it's going to end, and some are actually already seeing it start to level out. But the construction put-in-place data, which tracks uh, design and construction spending through the U.S. Census Bureau, is telling us that manufacturing is going to support growth through 2023 in the market, primarily due to EV and battery projects. Um, it'll be high, and then in 24 and 25, it'll start to taper out to pre-COVID um, pandemic levels. And then data centers actually might be the shining star here and will help offset the losses in other CRE markets. And that design and construction spending is actually expected to be up by 55% in 2023 and then 18% in 2024. So really, really large gains there. The other item I want to look at is a business development insight. This is the part of the brief where we share a little bit of economic analysis with what we know about the industry from our members. And that is this new trend of office to residential conversions. And, you know, everyone thinks it sounds like a great idea, but there's a lot to consider. Um, it, the, the project alone to investors could cost 450 to 650 per square foot in capital to acquire the building, rehab, and repurpose it. So while it sounds like something that could solve two problems, we have a shortage in housing supply, and we've got you know offices that aren't doing so well and underperforming, why don't we do adaptive reuse to solve that? Well, it's expensive. Um, there are issues like pouring out the building, floor plate sizing, daylighting to turn office into residential. Um, there's a lot of challenges to do this. Some cities are seeing more success than others, uh, but it's definitely something to look out for. Uh, the Biden administration actually also released a 54-page guidebook that we have linked in the brief that shows how the federal government can help process um, grants, uh, tax credits and other loans to help with the process. Uh, it includes up to $10 billion through the Community Development Block Grant Program. Uh, some other data in the brief shows the office market uh, vacancy rates, what five regions are the worst performing, and then also the top five affordable housing deficit markets. So this is where we look at the two to see where the opportunities may lie. So that includes Houston, San Francisco, Atlanta, Chicago, Nashville, the Twin Cities, and Dallas. So those are areas of opportunity that you might want to look to. Another item I want to share is we always have a suggestion and a column in this piece called Government Affairs Action. And this is where we look to our advocacy group to provide input of what's going on in their world and how is it impacting the private markets. The latest thing to happen was the Waters of the United States Conforming Final Rule, uh, which was recently decided by the EPA and the Army Corps of Engineers, which defines the scope of federal jurisdiction under the Clean Waters Act. Now, this will have implications for housing construction and land development deals. Um, and so we've heard that this is a very confusing uh, term. The ruling is not clear. It wasn't clear before. It's not getting better. So what ACEC has done is held an online webinar series where you could sign up to learn more. It's called It's Clear as WOTUS uh, because it's not clear. And if you would like to learn more about that session, you can reach out to me and I can get you information for that webinar so you can learn more. 
And the final thing I wanted to talk to you about is normally on the back we feature a graph or a chart. And uh, what we have here is the tracking of the U-Haul growth index. And what this shows is the greatest outbound traffic leaving certain states and which ones are they flowing into. So we have the top 10 states here listed on the back. I'll just read the five. We've got Nashville, Tennessee, Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, Atlanta, Georgia, Austin, Texas, and St. Petersburg, Tampa, Florida. So these are the areas where you're going to look for that population trend, people flowing into the state, which means there's going to be more housing needed, more schools, more roads, more transportation. All of that is going to be needed there. And so finally, I just wanted to let you know about the briefs coming up next. In February, we're going to be having our energy and utilities private industry brief, and then in May, our intermodal and logistics brief. And one final plug is the private markets group has put together a new planning committee to form a webinar series for the 2024 year, and it will be focusing only on growth sectors. We've worked with the ECEC Research Institute to determine what sectors are expected to experience growth over the next one to five years. And those are the markets that we will focus on and have a panel of speakers, including industry experts, clients, which we all know you want to hear from, um, as well as other associations to weigh in as well. So I think that's all I'm going to share for today. You're welcome to subscribe and join our private industry brief, and you will get them directly sent to your inbox. And my name is Diana Alexander. Thank you for joining in another episode of the Engineering Influence Podcast. Mm -hmm.